been a while, hasn't it? It has. Actually, when was the last one? Shit. Like three weeks ago, maybe. That long? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Black Swan. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. You remember we watched Black Swan? Yeah. It's a long time. We used to record a podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we still do. <laughs> Oh. Welcome to the Madness and Movies podcast. Where we eventually <laughs> find, look for, I won't always promise that we find, we look for madness in the places that you least expect it. Through the lens of pop culture and movies. Yep. And science. <laughs> science? Sociology? Yeah, sociology is a science. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Back me up here. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, social science. Today we're talking about... Oh, hold on. No, first oh, of all. First of all. <laughs> it is Disney December. Yes, that's important. This is so exciting. Yeah. We're going to be watching all Disney fil- films. For this all month. of December. Yay! The ones... Did they vote on all of them? Yeah, I think so. All of, all of yeah. the ones? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not doing all of the films that you voted for in order of popularity, mm-hmm. but every film that we're covering was voted for in the poll. Yes. So... That's uh, editorial discretion right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Aladdin, we love you, but No. <laughs> The first film, and this was one of the ones that got the highest number of votes. Also, is my favorite. It got drum the hi- roll. Dr- drum roll, please. <laughs> the Lion King. Yeah, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I. This. Yeah, this is my. This I, I voted. I voted my own poll. I voted once. I voted for the Lion King. <laughs> I voted for all of them. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not Aladdin. But everything else, yeah. Oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Lion King was, I don't know, it's my favorite Disney movie of all time. It was my childhood favorite Disney movie. Um, I don't know, the, the famous story. I say famous because I was there. <laughs> was that my parents always had to like distract? The Lion King came out what ninety three? Yeah, I same year as I was born. Uh huh. So I was into it real young, like really young. Um, and my parents always had to like distract me, and then fast forward past the part where Mufasa dies, and then just convince me that I must have missed. I I just looked away. It, you just <laughs> it wasn't that big of a thing. Look, he's in the jungle now. See, it's it's all good. <laughs> And I'm convinced that this is a major reason that Andy is more optimistic and, <laughs> and like, generally has a more positive worldview than I am. Because I never had to see movie parents die? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I watched really, like, horrific, scary movies from a pretty young age. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. 
I mean, I also grew up with the heavy dose of the stranger danger thing. So yeah, that probably yeah. led to a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I, I feel like your mom was just on like a constant drip of like, I don't know, Oprah, Oprah scares. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I saw an Oprah today that a little girl uh, stepped on a garden gnome. She was walking home and she tripped and she fell on those garden gnomes. They make those things too sharp, Emily. You stay away from gnomes. Gnomes are bad for you. Gnomes are dangerous and they're bad for your health. Don't don't even look at a gnome. Do you understand, Emily? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how I picture your childhood. That, that was my childhood, yeah. While your parents were like, oh, look, The Lion King <laughs> is a happy movie. Nothing bad happens. Nothing bad could ever Yay. happen. <laughs> Yeah. In a movie about animals that eat each other. Yeah. Nothing could ever happen bad. It makes a difference, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I think you might be onto something with that. Yeah, but just to clarify, I'm not mm-hmm. supporting censorship for children. I am not saying that, you know, You're not saying that you'll be... turn out happier, more supportive, or <laughs> better <Maybe>. people. <laughs> I think I'm a better person than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm on the record with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not. I think you're a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've told you from the very beginning that I'm a pretty bad person and it's fine. And <laughs> and I love you anyways. <laughs> exactly. However hard it may be. <laughs> anyways. Right. Not yes. supporting censorship, not saying children need to be paternalized or limited or restricted in any way. But I am saying that... They'll be happier if you do. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't be. Philosophically, theoretically, they shouldn't be. But... Emphasizing (laughs) happy things and good things in people's childhoods is good. That leads to happiness. If you think happiness is a good thing. I generally do, yeah. I I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy happiness. Anyways, to summarize. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, do we plot summary? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's Hamlet. Okay, let's move yeah. on to the rest of... <laughs> so let's move on to our analysis. <laughs> but with lions and with this really cool gay couple that's not, like, out as gay, but... Do you think Gildenkrans and Rosen's... Oh. Rosencrans and Gildenstern? Are they gay? I could see it. Are they both guys? I can never even tell their gender. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't read Hamlet since, like, 10th grade or something. I thought they were both dudes, and I thought it was covertly gay, but that could just be me. That could totally... That's probably a thing. We should look that up after okay. the podcast. Okay, but they're way cooler in the Oh, line, clearly. In Rosencrantz doesn't get yeah. enough lines. Yeah. Not yeah. nearly enough. Yeah. I also read... There's a play, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I think Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Um, by Tom Stoppard, and it's okay. really good, and it's very like nihilist and existentialist, and I didn't really understand it, but I Speak. thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, you know the plot of Hamlet. Um, the uncle kills the 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 Hamlet is the son of the king, and his uncle kills the king and takes the throne, and Hamlet feels really stressed out about this, and he spends the whole play an existential dread until he finally decides to kill his uncle and then he dies horribly um dies a poisoned painful death um for having the audacity to challenges i don't remember something i don't remember everybody dies at the end of hamlet it's really yeah. sad and that doesn't happen in the lion king they like did like a third act rewrite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, but otherwise, it's Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet yeah. with animals. <laughs> the sign is Simba. Yes. And in the end, he kills his uncle, Scar, and wins and is triumphant and restores order to the kingdom. The circle of life. Yes. And everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. The end. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it. Don't don't think twice. Don't think yep. too hard. Yeah. The good guys won. Mm-hmm. Or did they? <laughs> <laughs> so... Can- can I tee up first? Yes. Because I think my thing kind of like informs the rest of yes, the film. Yes, it does, it does. Yeah. That I really see The Lion King as kind of like almost like a political movie. It's like a class. It's fun, It's fundamentally like a class struggle. It's like Scar's big line is stick with me and you'll never go hungry again. And with like with that line, he like brings the hyenas like the the downtrodden underclass brings them into his into his fold and stages a military coup assassinates the king takes the kingdom by force by by you know harnessing the power of the masses and it's a people's revolution um and then he stomps all over them and yeah uses them and ditches them and then they're all hungry and sad and he doesn't actually feed them um he's, he's like kind of like Stalin I guess is the point yeah. I, I think it's basically a cold war metaphor I think so yeah I was wondering that's is that in Hamlet no I don't think so okay no okay. Can't, Hamlet's not yeah address I guess cause communist revolutions hadn't happened yet yeah exactly yeah but yeah that's basically the metaphor um Scar's first line is, the world isn't fair. Mm, Yes, that's important. He basically, I think I see it also as like a family systems conflict. Mm. um, That Scar feels very resentful that his older brother is king, and he's not. And his older brother occupies this position of power in the family, and he doesn't. And so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, he ends up kind of, yeah, participating in this revolution in order to gain power both in his family and in society. Yeah, because nobody will even look at him twice otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's fascinating all the the little tiny ways that like they kind of tie it back to what I don't know what we're familiar with and like lay little coded things. Like I don't know. Like it, it jumped out to me immediately that Scar is the only dark skinned lion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that felt super awkward in hindsight. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the the hyenas are darker, darker in color. So so it's the darkies overtaking the light skinned noble, the light skinned lions. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like, when the hyenas like, I don't know, take over Pride Rock. I guess like I just felt like, I don't know. Like this is like if Ferguson went wrong or if, you know, the riot, like riots in Detroit or something mm-hmm. like this felt like, like the worst, yeah. like the nightmare scenario of what could happen if you let them, <laughs> yeah, let them rise up or if they had a leader. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Like a white nightmare. Yeah. 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 To be clear, that's like super sarcasm, like scare yeah. quotes all over all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like white horror story rolling class horror story yeah yeah yeah. or like warning 
tail almost. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think, a sane morning tale in a lot of ways that these are the mad, these are the crazy ones. Um, yeah. Scar is very negative and pessimistic, and so are the hyenas. Um, the hyenas are kind of called stupid a lot of times, idiots. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt like maybe there were some metaphors for, like, intellectual disability. Um, so they're kind of the mad. They're the disabled. They're the ones who should not be in power, and they're trying to rise up and get power. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like that mirrors kind of, I don't know, real life, I guess, where you, how do you, like, I, I spent the whole movie, like, understanding, like, very viscerally that, like, this is, we, this is not an underdog story. This is we're rooting for the mm-hmm. overdog. <laughs> we are meant to root for the overdog the entire time. Right. And Scar is the villain. Yeah, Scar is the villain for daring to rise out of his place, but like I kept trying to figure out how to what's the the mechanism that they use to I don't know, to make the hyenas yeah into you know Villains instead of like the the righteous underdog, and yeah, it's it's madness. It's that they're they're stupid or aggressive or whatever, mm-hmm. and whatever they're doing, disrespectful, disrespectful. They don't oh, obey authority. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whatever they're doing, that that is definitionally like mad. Yes. Yeah, and um, I don't know, and I feel like that's totally, uh, you know. Borrowing a page from real life. Absolutely. From the real world. <laughs> yeah, I think in a lot of ways, madness can be defined as, like, the inability or refusal to conform to ruling class values. And so, in a lot of ways, I feel like the world works where um, there's people who aren't a part of the ruling class. They're part of the proletariat or the working class, and um, they don't obey authority or they're not they don't perform um to the standards of um intellectual achievement that the ruling class has decided constitutes intelligence yeah um they don't or they're aggressive or they fight back you know things like that and then the ruling class gets to choose to define that conveniently as madness and say look see they should be oppressed they deserve it they deserve to be in poverty look how mad they are we've defined it as madness so therefore this is madness and the same thing with intelligence or whatever Mm -hmm. that like i don't know like test scores right like Mm -hmm. I don't know, white people score higher on test scores <clears throat> because they design the tests. <laughs> like, yeah, but then, but then, you know, whatever, black, Hispanic, black, brown, I don't know, what's, whatever, yeah. People Everyone else, color, yeah. people of color, yeah, uh, you know, score lower on the ACT, and therefore, oh gosh, we really wish that we could accept you, but gee whiz, you just didn't, I mean, look at those scores, pal. Right. I can't, I can't let you into Harvard with that. I mean, ugh. Right, right, exactly. The whatever, yeah, the whatever we are doing, we being me, I'm white, um, is is the definition of sanity or intelligence or whatever. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, of course, that ties into ruling class ideology, too, whatever 
the ruling class is doing, the ruling class, of course, <laughs> deserves to be in power. And they must be, you know, receiving such high amounts of money and be it um, have such a level of privilege. Not All the gazelles of, are bowing down to me. Not because, because of <laughs> luck, but because you did something. Because the way that we're acting is the right and proper and true way to act. And everyone else just needs to conform to that. And if they don't, they're mad. They're crazy. <laughs> Get back in the circle, pal. <laughs> circle alive. Get. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk about that moment where <laughs> Mufasa explains the circle of life to oh, Simba. Yes. That's like yes. my favorite. Yes. It's. Yes. I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Simba's asking, I guess, questions about mm-hmm. the circle of life. Mufasa basically says. We have to respect every creature on the planet. and Every creature has a place, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Simba says, oh, but we eat other creatures. We eat yeah. antelope. And, and Mufasa says, yeah, that's how it is. That's the circle of life. That's well, he says, and then we die, yeah. and then we become the grass, and then the antelope eat the grass, and yeah. then we eat the antelope. Yeah, which is... Very ruling class to compare two things that really just are not comparable. Dying and being eaten as grass is really quite different than the violence and aggression and pain oh. of eating another living creature. But yeah, you know. I was thinking of it as like trickle down economics. Uh-huh. Like a little tiny bit of what we have will go down to feeding yeah. those poor yeah. gazelle. That's really yeah. <laughs> my. You know, like we eat hundreds of gazelle, but someday. A little bit of my body might feed one of them. (laughs) Yeah, so I felt like the whole movie, yeah, like very much sets up this idea of the circle of life, which I saw as pretty much the just world hypothesis. Uh, Yeah. Um, That every animal has its place and it's a good thing. Everything is where it needs to be. Yes. Don't rock the boat. Yes, like it's, it's really good and it's just and it's natural that... You know, certain animals are at the top of the food chain and have more power and privilege than other animals. Don't think about it too much. Don't mess with it. Like, this is the way it needs to be. Yeah, big, big underscore on the word natural. Yeah. I very much saw Scar's um, kind of rebellion and revolution as representing the unnatural, that he's trying to upset this circle of life, this just world idea. He's trying to basically stand up for the hyenas at first um, and giving yeah, them... at first. <laughs> yeah. At first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> giving them voice, giving them power um, for his own purposes. But at first, it's very much about kind of this rhetoric of um, upsetting the circle of life, upsetting the order. Um, he also, I feel, is coded as queer, Oh my gosh! Yes, he's, no. He's like famously co- like yeah, queer. Like yeah. this is this is such a thing. Yes, he um, he. I guess sounds like stereotypically queer. Got a little bit of a gay drawl and yeah. very emotional, Simba. Oh, Simba. <laughs> he's not married. All like Simba comes from a lineage where his father Mufasa is married. Um, Simba's also like. They say he's betrothed, he's getting married to his friend Nala. Yeah, Um, in a world where everyone's betrothed from age three, it's kind of weird that Scar doesn't have anybody. Yeah, yeah, he's not married, he doesn't have children, Um, he's kind of effeminate-ish. Yes, he's he's constantly kind of like preening and Uh posing, like other people are stern and straight and he's kind of... 
more fluid. He moves a little more fluidly and like like strokes his beard and pulls his hair back and oh Simba. <laughs> Which I think I really just love this overlap of queerness and madness in Scar. Like I think that's one place where you can point to those categories being very blurry. I think it's really fascinating to me how we as a society have come just very, very recently to think of queerness as this separate other thing outside of madness. Um, And I think it's partly a strategy of the LGBTQ community to say, oh, we're not mad, we're not mentally ill like them. Um, when actually, like, for most of history, queerness has been thought of as madness. Madness, I think, has been thought of as queer in some regards. And I, I think you really see that in Scar's character. <laughs> um, not not it, that I'm saying he's, like, a great portrayal or something, but just that he's, he's this outsider. Um, he's unmarried. He's not perpetuating this circle of life. He's not conforming to these values. Um, he's painted as mad. He's a villain, but he's also painted as queer. Yeah. And I think that's like a running theme through a lot of Disney movies. Like that's not mm-hmm. just Scar. Absolutely. I think this is like the mo- one of the most, one of the best examples. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But which, cool. yeah, which I don't know. I think it's like, I do often think of like Disney as being very like conservative, maybe not quite Christian, mm-hmm. but not explicitly Christian, but definitely like conservative yeah. family values um, perpetuated through, yeah, I don't yeah. Know, colorful, shiny. Or pronatalist values, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely, uh, yeah. Like, this would have been, what, the 90s? Like, there was starting to be, what, like, gay rights and gay pride. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like, it was... Yeah, but not nearly as much as today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Disney still does that, though. Yeah, I think so. I think, and I believe that they have some queer characters who are supposed to be in protagonist roles, but I'm sure it's still a very, like, um, homonormative version of queerness, which is, like, yeah, yeah, queerness, but still within the nuclear family and still... Um, did you see? Did you see in the new the the rebooted Beauty and the Beast last two years ago or whatever? Uh-huh. They had their first op- Disney has first openly gay character. Oh, yeah. That should tell you everything about like how how long it took for them yeah. to come around to that. Yeah, they had their first gay character, and he touched a man. <laughs> he touched a man once. They looked at each other. They made eye contact. It was awful. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this. You know, I can't. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, again, scare quotes on all that. But just, like, yeah, Disney is very just traditionalist values. Yeah. I think it's and, largely responsible for, like, perpetuating traditionalist oh, values. Oh, it's in massively. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Think about how many kids, this is what's crazy, is think about how many kids, right? Like, I was raised on Disney movies. Uh-huh, you yeah, were raised on Disney movies? Yeah, of course, everybody is. Yeah. Just and like that's that's amazing. That's an amazing, scary amount of influence. And the message is very much like the world is good and just, and there's this villain who's trying to upset the natural order um, of things, and we have to smash the villain, and the good guys win in the end, and it's bad ver- things happen to the villain. And yeah, it's it's, okay. it's very individualistic. Yeah, yeah. It's the problem. Uh, every problem everywhere can be solved by killing one asshole. Yes, 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Push Scar off a cliff, and Pride Rock grows trees again, and everyone lives happily ever after and makes little lion babies. Yes. Exactly. It's it's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Pretty much. I don't know. This is a whole thing. I could I could go for a while, but I'm gonna restrain myself so we can talk about the specific specific movie here. I wanted to talk a little bit about why Scar fails because okay. I see yeah. him as yes. he attempts to kind of reverse the circle of life or break okay. break it. This I, I what I see as a violent cycle of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fails completely. He ends up just perpetuating it. Um, as soon as he gets in power and becomes king, he pretty much enacts violence. Um, the hyenas are still starving, and um, it seems like no one has food, no mm-hmm. one has welfare. Um, he's just doing the exact same thing as Mufasa, except worse, I think, in some ways. Yeah, yeah, he's not... In some ways, I almost think of this, yeah, as like a, I don't know. Did I say this earlier? Like a, like a, almost a Cold War-like fever dream yeah, of like yeah. the Americans, like, uh, you know, Stalin's a bad dude. Why don't they throw over, you know, why don't they throw off the chains of the oppressor and pick a better oppressor? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or us at every presidential election. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think he really fails. Um, ultimately, I think it's because his motive is really to get power for himself. Um, he, I felt like as soon as he became king and I saw kind of what he did with that, I felt like, oh, okay, he just used the narratives of mm. the hyenas. He just used their stories and their experiences. He used that rhetoric of like supporting them in order to gain power for himself. So he's a politician? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just like any other politician. He doesn't actually care about changing the social order. Maybe he does at first, but he quickly loses sight of that, like, immediately. And I I think maybe part of that is that's what power does. Um, Hmm. Once you're in power and you have power over people, you're not going to, like, care as much about your fellow powerless people because you're not powerless like them anymore yeah it's real hard to throw away power yeah absolutely um so i think that's part of why he fails um and yeah i I also saw a lot of like mad metaphors in that that i think Hmm. the mad are people who have had narratives um used against them in all sorts of ways (laughs) against Mm. us Mm -mm. so i think um you know, there's a bunch of different conflicting ideas about mental illness, and each of them will be said to be the narrative that's really, truly supportive of those who are mentally ill or those who are mad. And mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. we tout this narrative, then this will really support them. But really, I think it gets used to support those who are in power. So as an example, mm-hmm. there's this idea that mental illness is completely biological, all biomedical. It's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's organizations like the National Alliance on Mental Illness and other kinds of mainstream, like traditional mental health advocacy organizations that will say, this is the way to support 
if you really care about the rights of people struggling with mental illness, then you'll promote this message that it's a biological medical issue um, that's a problem and they need to have it solved. Um, and yeah. that's kind of seen as like the anti-stigma narrative when in reality um research shows and people's experiences show that this leads to more stigma and it ends up supporting the interests of the ruling class because you're basically saying oh if someone is um struggling with work or um struggling with all the pressures of life of conforming to ruling class values that's just a problem with them they have a chemical imbalance they have a biological issue and you know what we need to do we need to confine them. And you know who makes a huge amount of profit from confining them and drugging them against their will and um, keeping them uh, kind of outcasted from society and managing them? Psychiatrists and social workers and medical professionals. <laughs> the ruling class. Um, Wee! Yeah. Or you'll have the narrative that says, oh, you know what? Mental illness is not a biological issue and if you really want to support people who are struggling you'll see that there's nothing wrong with them and they can just recover it's it's all good they're they're fine they have the power to heal within themselves and you'll help them out by touting this message and then you'll see that that ends up being used to also support the interests of the ruling class um, there will be this idea that if you're on disability for mental illness you actually don't deserve that disability you don't deserve benefits you actually need to be participating in mandatory work programs or um, mandatory forms of treatment in order to get better and go back to work if you really you know have the power to recover and if nothing's wrong with you then you shouldn't be getting benefits so um, there's all these narratives that um, just like you know how Scar uses this idea that hyenas need more power in order to get himself power. Um, I feel like there's all these professionals and advocates and politicians kind of using these various narratives around mental health to just increase um, the power of the ruling class. So what's the solution then? <laughs> anyone, anyone that gets mildly powerful should be burned at the stake and replaced immediately. <laughs> Yes. Everybody gets a six-month tenure where you're somewhat, where you're semi-powerful and semi-influential, and you take that job knowing full what. Maybe, maybe not burn them at the stake. Maybe just like exile them, like send them all to Canada or something. <laughs> it's like the video game that you were playing. What Fallout, video game? Okay. Where, Tell me about Fallout. I don't know if it's Fallout or it's some game <laughs> you were playing, but where basically there's whoever gets elected ruler has to serve for like a year, and then they get sacrificed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That was that was totally a vault in in, in Fallout. <laughs> yeah, I like that. No, I mean, no. Okay, so the real solution <laughs> is, of course, no one other than Pumbaa and Timon. You said them backwards. Oh. Timon and Pumbaa. You're not allowed to say them in reverse order. No. <laughs> That's very authoritarian. Thank you. <laughs> This is my podcast, and you're a guest. <laughs> you're the co-host. Okay, okay. You set the rules. I'm the better person here. Remember that. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, it's Timon and Pumbaa? Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. I see them <laughs> as being incredibly successful in breaking out of this vicious, violent circle of violent life being thrust upon people. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the Lion King 2, right? Like, that's the plot of Lion King 2 is that they exile Simba after his, his year. 
No? No. 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 Well, I don't know, maybe. I yeah, I haven't seen, seen I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so, so So what do they actually do? Yeah. Tell me. Inform Tim- me. Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah. Okay, so um once Simba is banished from the land, he basically his father dies and Scar says he has to leave. Um so he ends up just meeting um, two animals. A what? What kind of animals are they? A meerkat and a warthog. Okay. okay. A meerkat and a warthog. So not a pig. Mm, well, it's, I don't know. It's a kind of pig. Okay. <laughs> I don't know my animals. <laughs> but he like very angrily refutes that he's a pig. So out of respect for Pumbaa. Um, he's a, a warthog. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up hanging out with a meerkat and a warthog. Who are terrified of him at first, but then they're like, hey, like, maybe we could have a lion on our side. Like, maybe we could be friends with this lion if we're just nice to him. Like, maybe he won't need us. We'll just, like, hang out, you know? This food they're chain- not, they're, they're, okay, they're not saying let's be friends with him. They're saying we can use him. <laughs> no, but they end up being oh, friends. Oh, yeah, no, they end up being friends. I don't totally. think they, I don't know. I really like them. I don't think they mean, like, we can use I think I think they, from the beginning, they're, like, friends. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. That's my chosen. They see value in him for who he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the world I choose to live in. Okay. Because I love them so much. <laughs> so really good. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, they just like adopt him kind of into mm-hmm. their little family. And um, yeah. And they're just like this gay couple. And they're, they're totally gay. Yeah. Well, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't know that. But I mean. Yeah, they're pretty gay. But yeah, but they're just like, you know what? Like, maybe this whole food chain thing is really stupid. Or, sorry to use ableist language. Maybe this whole food chain thing is, like, not all it's cracked up to be. I think that's still... That's still ableist? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get there. (laughs) It's really... It's just, like, illogical. It's flawed. Um, It's not all it's cracked up to Hmm. be. Maybe we don't need to follow it. Maybe we can, like, turn our backs on this whole, like, circle of life thing. And we can just, like, all hang out with the lion. And they do for years, I think. Well, I don't know how fast lions grow. but Yeah, I mean, it's implied well into his adolescence. Are we, are we assuming human years? I was until right. just now. But a decade. <laughs> they hang out with him in the jungle for a decade. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So they're all just really good friends. But basically... Timon and Pumbaa just have this idea. Um, they say Hakuna Matata, which means no worries. And it basically just means um, they're not going to put up with any of the ruling class values. They're not going to take on all these responsibilities and expectations. They're just going to live totally outside of this like class caste system and just kind of hang out and be themselves. It kind of felt like a hippie commune. Pretty much. <laughs> they don't eat other animals or, well, they eat slugs and bugs, but... Slimy but satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I wish they ate plants, but no one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's still way better than eating, like, antelopes or anything. But, yeah, they just kind of, like, chill out and, like, don't do the whole working thing and responsibility thing. And, you know, um, 
Yeah, and so, and they just, like, accept, I feel like they just accept Simba for who he is. They don't know he's king or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess they do think he is value to them. But we never see them, like, actively use him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the way Scar uses the hyenas, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it shows them just, like, being friends. Um, so I see that as an incredibly successful rebellion, just that right there against um, hmm. the circle of life idea. Um, they're just hanging out, being friends with the lion, not participating in the hunting or whatever other work is demanded from animals, and they're just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and hanging they're out, man. They're like genuinely happy. They're also not perpetuating the suffering of life. <laughs> I am an anti-mutalist. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> they're not perpetuating the suffering and pain of life onto anyone else because they're just like a gay couple being happy. And um, yeah, they, yeah, I feel, I feel like every, their whole embodiment is resistance and rebellion and yeah, they're just- radical you know, animals, radical, radical characters, but not in the way that Scar is, not in kind of, like, a violent way or not in a way that, like, demands the labor of other animals or other characters um, to kind of get them in power, not in a way where they're trying to, you know, seize um, power for themselves or seize privilege or um, become part of the ruling class. They're just, they just want to be happy. And I think that's even in their character design, I guess, that's kind of there, too. That like, mm-hmm. I don't know, that they're like, you know, there's there's useful animals, there's big animals that you can hunt, mm-hmm. and there's big animals that can do the hunting, and there's birds that can do this and everything, you know, and then Simone and Pumbaa are just kind of the oddballs. Like, what, what are you going to do with a meerkat? You can't, it's too scrawny to eat, it's not big enough to fight, it's just kind of... <laughs> Meerkat is just a meerkat, so okay, screw it. You know, what about Pumbaa, right? But he's, he's, even he, he's kind of like, he's not quite, he's not big enough to eat and he's not, I don't know, like mm-hmm. they, they're, like, I don't know. I think even, yeah, even in their character design, they're just kind of like, they don't quite belong and they're just kind of outside of it all, man. Mm-hmm, yeah. From the ground up. Uh-huh, yeah, I love them. They're like my <laughs> favorite Disney characters. <laughs> Favorite Disney characters? I think. That's high praise. I mean, Hunchback is, like, one of my favorites, but... But, yeah, mm-hmm. Timon and Pumbaa are, like, pretty cool. And I just feel like you don't get to see a successful revolution um, in most films. Yeah. Or a revolution that doesn't involve, like, really seizing power, um, you know, performing able-bodiedness, able-mindedness, you know, for performing, like, brute physical strength or outsmarting the enemy or whatever, you know, using, conforming to all these values that we've deemed, like, useful and important. Like, we we don't get to see a lot of revolutions that involve just choosing for oneself to be happy and that being a rebellion in of itself. Yeah, like, the only other one I can really think of is the Emma Watson Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. where she's, like, teaching little girls how to read and yeah. How dare you? How dare you teach girls but to read? But even that is still, I think, performing no, able-mindedness. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. 
Yeah. That's the only other semi-revolutionary thing, and it still is just, like, integrating them back into society. Yeah. Like, They're more like men. They can read now. They're more white. Like, literacy we... is a pretty white <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yay, revolution. Yeah. Yeah, I think Pumbaa and Timon, sorry, Timon and Pumbaa are <laughs> very rebellious. And I think they're totally mad. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think madness. Um, and in, if, we're, if, we're, if we're defining madness as whatever the ruling class isn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any aspirations. Great. They don't have any ambitions. They're totally just like wasting their lives. <laughs> they must be depressed. I mean, look at them. They don't even get up some days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, how would I define, like, their version of madness? I feel like in some ways it's, like, reclaiming self-interest and self, um, almost, like, selfishness or whatever in some ways. Like, not yeah. not sacrificing their bodies or minds for some, like, larger goal or not conforming to standards that, um, yeah, of the ruling class or standards of, like, labor demands. And also not just using... Kuna Matata as like self help, right? On, on their on their office break on their break so they can go back to work more refreshed and fulfilled, right? <laughs> but they're also not using it to, like, I guess evade responsibility. I mean, they don't take a lot of responsibilities, or you know, they don't perform as much labor. But they don't mm-hmm. use it to like harm other people. I don't think they're actively harming anyone in any way um and they're not portrayed as such yeah yeah um they're not using it to like further the interest of the ruling class or further their own interest over and above other people's interests they just want to be happy and like in being happy i feel like they end up helping simba a lot they provide this whole support system to him after his father dies this like makeshift family um, that's pretty incredible just because they want to be friends with him and they see him as valuable, um, perhaps useful, but I also think like genuinely valuable as a friend Yeah. and they're just, yeah, they're, they're not doing it for any like purpose or like we're going to conquer the world, but just we want to hang out and they end up what? really helping him. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot of space for that in, in, in. No, there's not. I was going to say movies, but I think society? Yeah, ever. <laughs> Anywhere? In general, yeah. You're, that's like the huge no-no. I feel like we have way more space for people like Scar than people like Timon and In Puma. the real world? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, people like Scar become like executives at Disney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the freaky thing. Yeah, I feel like, and I also feel like if you're going to be an activist, you almost, like, an activist or a revolutionary or whatever you're trying to be, like, you almost have to pick between being a Mufasa or being a Scar. Like, Mm -hmm. either you can, you know, carry out the values of the just world, or you can try and challenge the just world and the circle of life or whatever in a very limited way, but only in a way that preserves your own power and privilege. Because that's uh, the only way you'll make it through. Yeah. Or else the hyenas will eat you. I think I just described, like, Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a political film. It is. <laughs> I literally I literally wrote down Mufasa equals Reagan. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Literally, the, the the we become the grass thing. I'm like, trickle down, Mufasa equals Reagan. <laughs> yeah, and I think Scar equals, like, a whole lot of um, either, like, you know, women or people of color or queer people who um, end up, like, seizing power for themselves and kind of um, perpetuating, like yeah the just world and the just world values but in this way that says oh well we should you know minorities should have power too dare i speak her name <laughs> hillary <laughs> no i think you could say that about almost any democrat oh i know <laughs> most of them yeah some of them seem to be kind of working outside of the political sphere too and really challenging in whatever ways they can i think bernie would be one um but, yeah. Yeah. No, I think Hillary's just the most, yeah. biggest, most recent example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say the same about Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I had, I had a big major point about sort of emotion and the expression of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that essentially, I don't know, the what really, like set off starts setting off little flags for me was realizing that like Mufasa is incapable of expressing emotion or especially affection except through uh, I guess masculinity that like that's always his thing with Simba is this pouncing lessons son and then um how does he show Simba that he loves him by putting him in a headlock and noogieing the crap out of him. <laughs> right? Like, this is... <laughs> yep. Or or scaring off some, you know, or, you know, getting into fights for him. Ooh, ah, I'm big, strong dad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way that he's allowed to express his emotion. And I guess Scar being outside of, I don't know, I guess the circle of life or whatever, Scar being on the outside has more room to be more emotive Mm -hmm. and more, you know, again, more feminine and queer and what, you know, and, but, and Simba, I guess, like, that's kind of his, like, emotional journey in the first act, is that he's, like, playful and bouncy, and, ooh, I'm gonna be king, and I'm gonna have flashy musical numbers, and getting that smacked out of him, like, you can't just do what you want, you have to be stoic, like the rest of us. You stupid little brat. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and, and he, oh, sorry, Dad. Yeah. Noogie time, you know, right? Um, but then when he goes out of the jungle with, with Timon and Pumbaa, he's very, yeah, just emotive and goofy, and he's making, you know, they're all making faces while they're eating bugs and laughing and, I don't know, yeah, making terrible jokes and farting, and it's great. And then... <laughs> and then in the third act, he has to take on the mantle of responsibility and be the king be the king that he always had to be right and he has and, and then he goes back and he, he uh, and he does it again you know again expresses emotion through violence yeah and and that scene is correct. violence and strength and courage and then and then that's that's it then he's then he's, he's stoic and that's rewarded yes like, oh that's super rewarded that's he gets to be king. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think so. Like, he gets to be king of the good pride rock with the trees again. Mm-hmm. So like, Nala comes back and sees him spending time with Timon and Pumbaa, mm, and yes. says that she's disappointed in him. Like, 
you need to. Oh no no no! Hold on. Better yet. Yeah. They fight at first. Yeah. That's how they. That's how they meet. Is they yeah. fight, and she respects him. Mm. He 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 fights her. He fights her. I mean, she still pins him again. Because she's better at this than he is. Why is she not in charge of things? Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't she fight Scar? She would win. Yeah. Ah. Point. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly wants to. Yeah. But yeah. she's like, you need to go. You yeah. Need- uh, sorry. This is a whole... We didn't have this written down. This is amazing. Yeah. That, that only the true heir yeah. can take on the... Th- the challenge like screw you you're right there and you're clearly better than he is yeah Yeah, there's like all these other lions i think that end up killing scar but they have to like wait until simba gets back to do it because he's the true king and he has to take responsibility first and like yeah Yeah. you, you can only you know engage in emotion in a certain way when it's one like violence and and taking over, you know, the right and proper throne. And two, yeah, when when the natural order is in place and the true heir to the throne is back. And Yeah, I think that's the thing is he... I mean, partly it's just, you know, narrative convenience or whatever. Like, you can't have the plot wrap up in the background before Simba gets home. Yeah. But also, yeah, that... It's it, he is he he is the embodiment of the circle of life, and so mm-hmm. this, it has to be it has to be him. Nothing, everything else would be wrong. It would be wrong for us to take a stand against Scar. It would be wrong. He, it would be wrong if we killed him. It would be wrong if anything else happened except for Simba coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be unnatural. Unnatural. Mm-hmm. Word of the night: million dollar buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but back to Simba and Nala. Yeah. Unless you don't want to go back. Yeah, I want to go back. Okay, yeah. But yeah, no, hold on. So my point to begin yes. with uh-huh. was that they fight. Yeah. And that, that and she respects him. Mm-hmm. And then they hang out. And then she just, and then she's like not into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she like doesn't think that she, that he should be hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa. Slackers. Yeah. <laughs> What are you just smoking pot in your basement all day? Get out of there. <laughs> and then the movie ends with Nala and Simba like having another baby lion um, that's, you know, going to be the new king. So it's mm-hmm. this like pronatalist kind of message of like true adulthood, true responsibility, like the true natural order is procreating and creating another life. With stern affection <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I'm really happy that Timon and Pumbaa don't compromise their message they still manage to be like supportive of Simba they go back with him mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they like help him and you know in drag yes <laughs> oh that's such a thing yeah that's so weird They're so, that's so cool I love them <laughs> And it's like, it's Timon's idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's totally his thing. That's their plan. They're not. Oh, my God. I like, I love them so much. You can totally see Disney like trying to frame them as like, oh, they're gay and they've abstained from the responsibility of, you know, they refuse to take on the responsibility of procreating and having another child and participating in the natural order of life. Yeah. I think they're like functionally nihilist, maybe. Yeah, I think they're nihilist, and, and that's totally yeah. yeah, and that's totally like 
I don't know, whatever, quote unquote, like disproven or whatever that like, oh, yeah, sure. That's that's great. But someday, someday you have to come back and be king. And that's when things are really good. Yeah. You didn't know what you were missing. Life is better over here or what, you know, like they were having a great life. Yeah, they were. It was awesome. Yeah. Although I can totally imagine them. Yeah. Like an epilogue to the Lion King of just like Timon and Pumbaa, like, I don't know, running the like (laughs) lion daycare and just like sprinkling little bits of just madness and chaos through there, like teaching, teaching the lions how to like catch bugs or something or just like leading them on like I, I don't know yeah like farting lessons or something I don't know <laughs> oh I really want that to be a thing but yeah I think like I do appreciate though that they're still able to be supportive of Simba when he ends up wanting to return mm-hmm. um I mean they're sad I think oh heartbroken yeah they're, they're literally like literally like heartbroken and wailing and crying and moaning and it's awful yeah i kind of love it i love that they're like so heartbroken when he mm-hmm. meets up with nala again and, and they're like oh fuck he's gonna like do the whole nuclear family thing and have a kid great <laughs> that's how i choose to read it um i don't know about anyone else <laughs> but yeah i really i do like that ultimately they choose to support their friend and go back and help him in whatever way they can they stick to their you know, family structure that's just the two of them, and you know, they don't procreate or whatever, they don't um, mm-hmm. participate in the demands of the ruling class, but they they support um, Simba because they're his friends, slash, kind of like parental figures to some extent, I think. Um, yeah, and adoptive um, parents, yeah, I think so, and that's pretty cool, yeah, yeah. I love that, too, that it's, like, Simba also, like, finding kinship outside the nuclear family system. Yeah, and then dragging that right back into the nuclear family (laughs) system. Like, no, 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 you get to come with me now. You come play by my rules. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. But they still get to keep their little non-nuclear family. And, yeah, and they're they're there at the ceremony at the end where... Oh, they're on top of Pride Rock. They're not bowing down. They are welcoming, they are up there ushering in the new baby lion. But they're of support. Yeah, I I really like that. I do appreciate when antinatalists can still be supportive in some sort of way of friends who do choose to procreate or whatever. Like, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's a good thing, ultimately. For lots of reasons, but that made me happy. <laughs> you know, it's probably a good thing that Mufasa died before he could have a second younger. Yeah, because then that for Simba. second yeah. rise up. Yeah. 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 Note to note to uh, other kings. Uh, one's good. <laughs> one's funny. <laughs> or just none. <laughs> <laughs> but then, how do you perpetuate your your wealth and power? You don't. You just. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's not realistic. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's we just not how. We hand in hand into extinction. <sighs> uh, Any other notes that you had? Um, do we want to move on to the lightning round? Yes. Okay. Lightning round. Um, the lines have big, broad, like quote-unquote, like, African noses. Like, I don't know, sometimes when we draw cats, we give them little narrow little snouts with cute little button noses and whatever, and these lions had big, broad, I don't know, snouts or whatever. I thought that was cool. What do you think that means? White guilt. 
(laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think it means that they were making a movie about Africa and they wanted to be somewhat true to, I don't know, Africa. Mm -hmm. They wanted to, to have some amount of, I don't know, whatever cultural legitimacy or accuracy or whatever Mm -hmm. if it's you know superficial but because they hired a white guy to play scar but yeah that's fine (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah i really appreciated the diversity of the cast um yeah yeah Um, your move okay so um it's not lighting at all come on come on (laughs) (laughs) i I wanted to point out the moment where um, Mufasa tells Simba, you should never, ever, ever go into the graveyard. And he doesn't say graveyard. Oh, yeah. He says that <laughs> place over there. I forget what he calls it. The place where the shadows. What about that shadowy part over there? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just don't because I said so. And then, of course, Simba, like any Goes kid, over there. <laughs> yeah. Goes over and is like so excited. And then he ends up being attacked by a bunch of hyenas. Like, because no shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I just kept being like, dude, like, why didn't you just tell him why? Like, Simba was clearly old enough to understand. Like, if you just said, like, you don't make it mysterious. You're just like, oh, that part over there, like, that's where the hy- hyenas live. And, like, you know, unfortunately, we just don't really get along. So just be careful. You might get attacked. I don't know. It's just like something that's not something, like, please. Yeah. That don't like hype it up and make it all mysterious and then be like, Oh, but just because I said, so you can't go there. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. So anyways, but I felt like that just showed how completely authoritarian he was and how there's this idea that the natural order of things is for mm-hmm. Mufasa to, um, to just be obeyed no matter what. And if you disobey for mm. any reason, the mm-hmm. problem is with you and not with Mufasa. Yes. Um, Mufasa's, I guess, theme, he just has this... Like, it's this, like, soaring, like, choir, whatever. He has this... Mufasa's theme plays both during his We Become the Grass, you know, and then the grass feeds the antelope. It's the circle of life. It, it mm-hmm. plays under that speech, and then the next time we hear it is when he gets trampled by the gazelle. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? That is. It's such a great little flourish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah. Um, oh, chills. Yeah, it's so good. That is, yeah. The music in this movie is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I had a note about how at the beginning Mufasa jokes about killing Scar. Um, Just like, yeah, very jokingly, but he doesn't act on it. It's only verbal. Um, So he's not framed as the villain. Like, even though joking about killing a family member is kind of like a very horrible thing. Um, Especially when that family member has significantly less power than you. Um, He's not the king, and he never will be. But Mm. Mufasa is like, just like, oh, yeah, let's joke around about killing him. Um, That's only Scar. Scar is so weird. Such an outcast. Ha, ha, ha. And yet Scar is seen as the villain because he actually acts on it. Um, And I just found that really interesting and Mm. kind of how that supports this dichotomy that 
Um, we have that, we have this idea that like physical violence is definitively always so much worse than, you know, verbal abuse or violence. And that, um, I, I think we have a lot of ideas in our culture that like verbal abuse doesn't really count. It doesn't, you know, it's not really real. You c- you should just be able it's, to get over it. It's fine. It's sort of like classroom rules, right? Like whoever the teacher sees yeah. Doing the thing is the person that gets in trouble. Absolutely. That it's not, it's, it's I don't care who started it, I'll finish it kind of mm-hmm, rules. Mm-hmm. It's literally that throughout, like, all of society. Like, I don't care why you're riled up. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care how unjustly you think whatever. I don't care what your concerns are. Yeah. You killed a guy. Yeah. And Therefore, I, this is your problem. I think that just very much, like, reflects... Yeah, how we think as a society that, I don't know, groups like Antifa, for example, are, like, framed as, like, being violent, or um, I've even heard them being referred to as terrorists. I've heard Black Lives Matter being referred to as a terrorist group. That's, Um, yeah. So fucking, like, what the fuck? Um, And yet we have an entire political party that's seen as valid and legitimate that wants to take away someone's, you know, a a whole ton of people's health care. Um, so literal violence, you know, like causing people death, causing people severe pain and health problems. And, and yet that's valid and legitimate. And Black Lives Matter is framed as the violent group, as the terrorist group. So, um, yeah, I just find that fascinating. But because this group that, you know, because the Republican Party or conservatives or whoever wants to take away people's health care, they're, you know, doing it through verbal um, language and legislation and writing and laws and smarts and intelligence and politics. The, the channels and, of the, the legitimate channels yeah, of power. That's, that's fine. That's not really violence. That's okay. And it's valid and legitimate and, you know, a, a point of view that should be respected like any other and not yes. real violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 um... Oh, okay. During Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. This is like just a, a little visual. I'm gonna. Is it okay if I do too? Because this one's super short. Yes. Okay. Uh, during Hakuna Matata, uh, Timon, there's like a scene where like Simba's like relaxing and it's like no 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 lie lie back in these vines and Pumbaa's like fanning him with a leaf and Timon is filing his claws off. Oh yeah. Such a beautiful little tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Little moment. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Um, also, there's a moment where Scar, the, the, oh, all of the hyenas are going like, yeah, lions are smelly and ugly and gross. And Scar comes in and they're like, oh, not you, Scar. You're not like them. You know, it's like we were talking about, you know, the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like you. You're one of the good lions. <laughs> yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah. Total inversion right because i don't know usually it's the the stereotype is like a bunch of white people standing around going "Ugh, you know mexican sorry not you carlos come on you know i love you yeah yeah yeah. right like i don't know punching down i guess yeah and this is like weirdly like punching up yeah but then like apologizing for punching up yeah i had written there for that moment um the scar is not quite a lion but also not quite a hyena yes um, yes, absolutely. He's, he's yeah, he's got the shape and size of a lion, but he's color, colored like a hyena, like, and he's the only dark one. Yeah. 
Um, but also, yeah, that he doesn't have the status of his brother. He's mm-hmm. not the powerful one in his family. So therefore, I feel like, yeah, he doesn't quite fit in as a lion um, with his, you know, nuclear lion family. But he also, you know, he's not a hyena. He doesn't quite fit in with them. They still see him to some extent as a lion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, yeah, he for him his journey is like almost this journey of picking between being a lion or hyena Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to have it both ways yeah yeah but he ends up just being a lion to them just uh just another lion holding power over them yeah yeah Um, and i think they ultimately say yeah mufasa things were better under mufasa than you like as in just like yeah well the lions say that Oh, no, I think the hyenas actually say that in one moment. Did they? Yeah, and Scar says, what did you say? And then they Oh, say, at oh, least under Mufasa, we were... Yeah. yeah, so to them, I think ultimately they're kind of interchangeable. Hmm. That's fascinating. How did we not dig into that? Yeah. I don't know. That's something fascinating that we should have done. <laughs> we'll say more. Say more what? About it. Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah, it's it's fascinating how, I guess, how do you say, I'm trying to think of the, the, there's a specific phrase, but it's like the tyranny of small differences or something. Mm. And the example is, I don't, I don't know, like, like chemistry majors are like, I'm nothing like a, a biology major. Gosh, those people are so different than me. <laughs> but to the outside, it's like, you're both science. Right, right. Or, uh, you know. In this case, like, yeah, like, lions going, no, 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 he this and I am that. But even to the other lions, like, Scar must still look like royalty. Like, he still is royalty. He's still living the high life. He's not out hunting. He's not out hunting at all. Like, he's, to a lot of the other lions, he still must look like he's got it real cushy. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and, like, like what's he complaining about? Right. And, like, it, it is, I don't know. This is not a coherent thought at all, but just, it's fascinating that, yeah, just... The, the, the small differences make all the differences. Yeah. I I was thinking, too, just along that line, um, of just a lot of, like, mad activists or psychiatric survivor narratives um, are from people who actually grew up and were wa- raised with a tremendous amount of privilege, mm. who grew up, like, in the ruling class, myself included, um, and then have like rejected that or um been unable to conform to those values um and so they're not quite ruling class but they're also not quite you know they're not not ruling class they're not proletariat necessarily um and so how do you navigate that and I feel like I know a whole lot of med activists who spend their whole lives um trying to get back into the ruling class to some extent or Mm. or mourning the loss of ruling class status um, and then I, I know a whole lot who, um, yeah, who, who kind of give up and negate their ruling class privilege in every way they can, um, while still surviving and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and choose kind of more firmly, like, no, I'm, I'm mad, I'm proletarian now or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, mm. it's, it's kind of an interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to find yeah, trying to find your place in between these two worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's super fascinating. Ooh. Oh man, I don't know. I don't like. This is like one of these things that's just like tickling in my brain <laughs> in some way that I can't. I haven't put words to yet, but yeah. this will bubble up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll discuss it more. We'll have to put a pin on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll have to write a blog post. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Scar, the liminal figure <laughs> of the 20th century yeah. or something. I don't know. That's a terrible title for an article that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, gosh, do you have... Is it my turn? Is it your turn? What are we doing? I don't know. That was kind of both of us. Do you want to go? Yeah. I don't know. Rafiki is like the stereotypical, like the super stereotypical uh, bug-eyed, wise madman, I guess. Hmm. He's, he's totally like off his rocker bananas. <laughs> but he like has, but somehow through all the craziness, like, ooh, sometimes the crazy people do know something. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like bug-eyed and he's talking to himself and he's just kind of like dancing when there's no music and he's just you know doing his own thing and then he's hitting people with sticks and babbling nonsense <laughs> but then sometimes the nonsense means something yeah and it's like oh you know he's like look i found your father points to pond and it's like you dumbass <laughs> you know, everything is just, it's just like yeah you're so dumb you're so dumb and then like oh wait no if i interpret the crazy person's words in a different way then suddenly they make sense for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not yeah <laughs> but it's like uh, the white sane person like taking the wisdom of the the crazy yeah, person yeah and 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 you're going like oh i learned something they didn't know what they had they didn't know that this was meaningful but i found meaning in it yeah something totally. like that yeah and the meaning happens to support the rolling class yes yes yeah <laughs> Again, cool. mad narratives being Whee! used. Really <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had in mind that one, one of the things that Timon and Pumbaa say is, if the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on it. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. And that's, you know, of course, frames again is like, no, that's the bad thing to do. You have to try and participate in the world. Be responsible. And, yeah, <laughs> regain your power, regain your privilege. And I was like... No, I really love it. Like, yeah, turn your back on the world. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all the notes I have. Same. I am dry, empty, sucked, sucked dry. <laughs> cool. I've got, a, I've got a needle full of uh, Lion King thoughts and feelings and it's it's uh, hooked into my my arm and it's it's <laughs> there's not much coming out anymore I think we're down to <laughs> this is a really big extended metaphor <laughs> I've, I've just I'm about to take the pouch full of Lion King <laughs> and put Oops. it on the internet <laughs> yep <laughs> should I take your bag as well while I'm here <laughs> yep Medical, medical, medical. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if you, you should tell us who your favorite character in The Lion King is and what you think. It's clearly Scar, right? Like, I don't know. Scar is my favorite still. Really? Kind of. Not even Timon and Pumbaa? Timon and Pumbaa are good, but like, I don't know. But I want to be Timon and Pumbaa as a couple. Like... You have no idea how badly I want to be them when I grow up. (laughs) That's my goal. (laughs) Okay, fine. We can do Timon and Puma for Halloween. (gasps) That's so exciting. (laughs) I love them so much. Oh, my God. Why do you like Scar better? I don't know. Because he's like... 
this is one of these like words get like mouth gets ahead of brain things where it just like I know in my gut that I'm still that it's still all about Scar and I'm just having a hard time. I, I like I think just because he's so kind of cool <laughs> yeah he is he's like rebellious but cool cool badass not badass i don't know <laughs> i wonder if this is just my childhood talking <laughs> no i think he's cool i don't know he's uh, i like that he's super queer that's pretty cool yeah that's fun yeah I gotta say, I liked him a lot more before before this watching of the movie, where, like, I had definitely, up until tonight, pictured him, not really thought about him. I think I mentally glossed over the parts of the movie where the hyenas are hungry mm-hmm. and Scar doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to stick with me and you'll never go hungry mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And then cut to Simba in the jungle, and then cut to Simba fighting Scar, and I'm like... Scar's kind of the hero of this movie. And then watching it, it's like, ah, crap. Yeah. Not quite. But I think that's still the mental image of Scar that I'm running off of, is that he's the secret hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think watching it, like, I expected to sympathize a lot more with Scar than I did. And I kind of forgot about Timon and Pumbaa. And then I was like, shit, they're the radicals. They're kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so tell us who your favorite is. Yes. And um, we're not going to tell you what Disney movies we're doing. Yeah. But know that we already have them picked, and you should have voted if you wanted to see a movie <laughs> covered. And if you didn't vote, then... Shame. Screw you, you had your chance. <laughs> Shame on you. You should you still come like us on Facebook anyways. Uh-huh. And tell all of your friends about this. No, no, hold on. No, don't tell all of your friends about this. Tell a friend. Tell, if you're, like, a mad person or a mad activist, I I want this podcast to be, like, a way to, like, bridge that gap a little bit with other people. And, like, yeah, and to be able to talk about, I don't know, mad narratives through the medium of Timon and Pumbaa and the hyenas. Um, You know, as an example. Mm -hmm. And if you're not... If you're like me and you're like a movie person, like, consider this your introduction. And if you liked it, then like, you know, you're a little mad though. I, you're you're pulling me in more and more. I know. I'm like converting you to madness. It's bad. I'm contagious. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be like me too. Like, you can show this. Okay. To yes. Your yes. <laughs> And you can slowly, um, and Madden them. And Madden. <laughs> I think you're looking for Madden eyes. Madden eyes. Yeah. Madify. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can spread your madness into their soul. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> the point is that this is a, this is, I don't know, intended to be a conversation and a, a way to start conversations mm-hmm. so like use it yeah do it talk to us talk to other people yeah. but talk to us and review us on itunes especially that would be really nice thank you <laughs> thank you mad love bye